0: Topic number one. You ready? Let's go. Let's go. Let's get him. Let's get him. Let's get him. Milo wants us to go. I got my fresh drink here. I haven't had a drink in a while. Fresh drink here. Here we go. Ready to go. You just got chucked. All right. Let's get it started. Episode six of Chuck. How are we doing? It seems like we haven't been around. We we missed it. We missed about a week and a half. Mm-hmm. We missed it. Now, did we miss that week and a half? Because I think the I think the last time, uh, um, I thought we had one of our best conversations. I think my picks at the end of the day weren't any good. So maybe that's I don't know. Maybe that's what. Uh, yeah, episode was five. Kind of. Well, the the problem is okay. Is sometimes this is. Not, I'm not going to cry over this because I'm a big boy, but uh, sometimes. Um, I got to make a pick on a game way too early in a week, okay? If I'm picking Sunday's games, to be honest with you, if I was putting them out there to the world, okay, and I was getting paid for it, okay, I wouldn't make my predictions until Sunday morning, okay? Um, I'm making predictions on games, Uh, people are getting injured three or four days, you know, before the game starts, Uh, coaches are cutting people, Um, different things are happening, COVID, players are being sat out, so I've got hurt. I'm not crying, but from now on, um, I, I, you know, nothing we can do. I guess uh, we put this together, and uh, let's just whatever. Okay, it was it was a bad week, but there was a couple of my picks there that would have changed if I could have made them, you know, closer to game time. But it is what it is. So let's yeah, move on. I don't remember your picks, and I don't bet. I don't remember them either. If I bet, I'd be hundred for a hundred. Um. All right. So the first topic. That I wanted to go over is. By the way, I hope everybody had a nice Thanksgiving. I picked up seven pounds. Turkey, what, is, what are you at now? Turkey up? No, I I lost about thirty pounds and I picked up seven of it. I went from two eighty five to uh to two fifty. Um, and now I now I'm back up to two fifty five, two fifty six. I picked up five six pounds for of Thanksgiving. Wow. You know, so now I'll have to watch it until Christmas time. I'm a sucker for turkey, mashed potato with stuffing and corn. That's it. I only had three meals. Yeah, I mean, you've had, I think, ever since Thanksgiving, you've had a turkey every night. Yeah, I cooked the turkey for the heck of it last night. Me and Kyle ate turkey last night. I put a turkey on. And we ate it last night around 11 o'clock at night. Last night again. All right. Topic number one. You ready? Let's go. Let's go. Let's get them! Let's get them! Let's get them! Milo wants us to go. I got my first drink here. I haven't had a drink in a while. Fresh drink here. Here we go. Ready to go. All right. We're going to dive into college coaches leaving their current teams to go to another team. Um, an example is uh, Brian Kelly. How do you feel about that? Leaving when the season hasn't even ended. Well, there's a couple of them. Gen- generally speaking, coaches leaving colleges to go to other colleges has been happening for a while now. So very generally, um, it's there. Um, I guess it's unfair that coaches can leave and players can't, although there's a few more different, it's loosened up a little bit and players can find their way out there. I've always felt that it was tough that some college coach would go into someone's living room and says, uh, you know, a lot of people think people, a lot of people think that players go to the school first, and the coach is second. Boy, is that being proven wrong? Okay, look at that quarterback that was going to Oklahoma. Okay, and that guy took off and went to what? You went to USC. Okay, man, that quarterback took off and said, "Bye bye, see you later." I've said for years, they go, they, this there's fifty, this. 15, 20 big schools, all of them, whether the LSUs, the Alabamas, the Georgias, the Notre Dames, USC, UCLA, Oregon, Oklahoma. There's, this, there's 15 to 20 big, major, huge schools, 25, 30, whatever, okay? Um, they, they can go to any one of those schools and get into the NFL. Any one of them, okay? But they're going to go with the coach because the coach has made certain promises to them. So, um, generally speaking, I think that uh, coaches are moving on. Uh, now, You hit a sore spot, me, with Brian Kelly. Okay, because uh, um, Brian Kelly, he left, there's no doubt about it. And and, and he's going on to, uh, where's he going down to? uh, I even forget now. Kelly's going to uh, LSU. He's going to LSU. Okay, Uh, I think personally, he's probably making a mistake. He probably could have stayed at Notre Dame, got close to the same amount of money. Maybe if they upped upped it a little bit, he could have stayed there. His competition's going to be much, much tougher. Um, somebody, an ex-Ryan uh, Clark on ESPN did point out that um, he's Love a good... Ryan Clark. He's, he, he, you know, he pointed out that uh, Kelly's going to go there, he's going to win, just like the guy that just left one. The last three coaches at LSU have all won a title. They're going to win because they're going to get great, play, great coaches. Now, they're going to win like Luke Saban and some of those other schools? No, but they're going to win, all right, because they get great players. Uh, he just doesn't think he's a good fit there. What bothered me about that is he hit the lottery on Saturday, because two weeks ago, Notre Dame beat Stanford on Saturday night, okay? And I'll tell you right now, if I was to put some money down, when Notre Dame beat Stanford on Saturday night and kicked their ass, okay? They needed one of, they needed just one of any four things to happen. They needed Oklahoma State to lose, which they lost. They either needed Cincinnati to lose, Michigan to lose, or Alabama to lose. Well, I didn't think Cincinnati was gonna lose, and I didn't think that uh, uh, Michigan was going to lose, but I thought you know Oklahoma State was going to maybe lose. And I thought that Alabama would not beat Georgia. Okay, so I thought that where he went wrong was, he could have woken up on Sunday morning and he could have spoken to um, LSU and said, hey, wait a minute now, there's a very good chance that if Alabama or Cincinnati loses, I'm walking out on the team that I made promises to these guys for, and they're going to the Final Four. He could have waited a week. He could have waited a week, but it was his ego and wanted to get into all the recruits. He screwed those players by taking off on them before they found out that they weren't going to the Final Four. Boy, did he hit the lottery when Cincinnati, Michigan, and Alabama won. Because if Alabama lose that game to Georgia, okay, Notre Dame's in there with Oklahoma State losing, okay. So That's why he's a scumbag, he's a scumbag. As a matter of fact, just a heck of it, two nights ago I was out having some dinner in Weymouth someplace and I ran into a guy and the owner said, oh my God, there's a Notre Dame fan. This guy's 75 years old, he went to Notre Dame. And he said to me, oh, what are you rooting against Notre Dame? I said, no, I was hoping they get in there. He said, and here's a Notre Dame guy. He said, let me tell you something, 90% of the alumni, they didn't like him before he got there, they didn't like him while he was there and they didn't like him after he left, okay? The alumni got him that job, but he never helped them out, whatever, okay? So um, to answer your question, I think um, in, in a lot of cases, I think there's nothing wrong with a college coach leaving when his contract is up, when his contract is up. If he signs it, you know, he's going into everybody's, these college coaches go into these college kids, these high school kids, and they, they make them, okay, pledge to that school for the next two, three, or four years, whatever they're there. Sign a contract. If the contract is up, and then you want to leave, go. Fine with me. But barking out on your contract, okay, that's bad. Generally speaking, it was bad, and the Notre Dame coach even made it worse. So I don't mind anybody moving, moving on, no doubt about it, okay? But taking off before your contract expired, because how many high school kids go to that school because of you, and they know you got three or four more years left, and they think that you're going to be there, and they think you're going to be there, okay? So... so- Brian Kelly is a scumbag. He's a scumbag because not only he had his contract, okay, but he's a scumbag both ways because uh, I've never never, again, he hit the, he hit the lottery when uh, all those teams lost because he would have been a dirtbag, scumbag, low life, nothing, okay, to have walked out on that team if they went into the Final Four, okay? And guess what? He ain't going to win anything at LSU, okay, uh, because he, he, he's down there, he's getting off that plane, he thinks he's President of the United States, whatever, okay? And come to fuck, talking to two or three different people that went to Notre Dame, they never liked the guy to begin with. But to answer your question, of all the guys that have done it, he's the worst scumbag of all time. But on top of that, they should never leave before. They're making, they go into high school kids and say, come play for me and spend your next three or four years here and I'm going to be here. So if they leave, they lie to those guys. If you leave before, they should sit there and say, guess what? Come play for me. I've got two years left of my contract. I'm going to be here for at least two more years and hopefully longer. But I'll be here for at least to fulfill my contract. So they don't fulfill their contract. Basically, that's it. Simple as that. They're asking these young kids to come from, leave, but wait till your contract expires. And I think 100% of the people would agree with me. All Next. Right. <clears throat> Topic number two, Uh, the final four, college football. Alabama versus Cincinnati and Michigan versus Georgia. Who you got? Boy, did I make a big mistake. I thought that Georgia, um, there there was no way Alabama was going to be able to beat Georgia. Um, I thought Alabama could compete with them up until they played Auburn. They struggled so bad against Auburn, and they pulled that game out in the last second against an Auburn team that doesn't even belong in the top 20. Georgia. I've never seen Cincinnati play. Georgia. Georgia um, had given up six point nine, six point nine points a game, seven points a game. But then, I then then in hindsight, I'm looking at it, and I'm looking at who Alabama played all year long, and I'm looking at who Georgia played all year long. Okay, Alabama by far played a much much tougher schedule all along than, than Georgia did. Okay, and Alabama came in there, and that man, that quarterback was playing. He looked like Jones back there. Um, Alabama's number one. I guess Michigan's number two. And you never liked that quarterback either. No. The young I, guy? I guess I didn't like him because uh, he, uh, I argued this with Kyle all the time, right? He said to me, mean, the guy's got great stats, great stats. But in two or three different games, I saw him forcing the ball. And I guess, you know, he d- doesn't quite have the weapons that Jones had. And uh, it was unfair because I was actually comparing him to what Jones was doing. Uh, But boy, was he ice on the other day, and Alabama's number one, Cincinnati's number four. Whether Alabama wins by one point or 50 points, that that game's over with. There's no way Cincinnati could even come close to competing in that game. Uh, Maybe some turnovers or something crazy could happen to keep the game close, but that's all over. Michigan, Georgia, boy, I'll tell you, you know, um, let's just say this. Um, Alabama wants Georgia to win that game over Michigan. Michigan's on fire, and the best game out there would be uh, Michigan-Alabama. Again, Alabama over and done with Cincinnati. Michigan-Georgia, based on how I saw that offense going, I'm going to put Alabama and Michigan in the final, and it's a coin toss. It's a coin toss, and I would give Alabama a slight little edge, a slight little edge, over Michigan, because probably there's a few players on Alabama that have played in a few bigger games. Um, But I wouldn't have said this two weeks ago, but I think Michigan's going to take out Georgia. Alabama's going to take out Cincinnati. Um, And it's going to be... I think Georgia wins, and then I think Georgia beats Alabama. No, there's no way. uh, uh, Watching Alabama... Georgia. Actually, watching Alabama and Georgia play, um, uh, now I'm convinced that Georgia was overrated uh, because they were blowing people out and they weren't giving up any points. But everybody go around. Look at the schedule that Alabama played. Look at the schedule that Georgia played, okay? And even though they're both in the same SEC, there's like 14 teams over there. And Alabama by far played the tougher, tougher of the schedule all along there, okay? And uh, maybe they had an off night against Auburn. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was an off night. That's a that's game that made me con- be concerned, Okay, more so than their loss. So um, I got Michigan's on a roll. Um, Michigan's like ten and two against it. Not only they're winning, they're winning. They're ten and two against the spread. They're dominating. Okay, uh, I've got again. Let's get it, Alabama against Michigan, mm-hmm. and I'll give. Uh, I think it's going to be one of the gr- greatest games of all time, and Alabama wins it at the end. Wow. All right. Cheers to that. All right, last topic of the night. I want to talk about Patriots and Bills play tonight. I just want to talk about what you think of the Patriots, uh, Mac Jones, and a lot of talk about Josh Allen, too. Well, anybody that's been listening to these podcasts, okay, I predicted four or five weeks ago that bu- Buffalo was not the team. And when Buffalo was 4-1 or 5-1, wherever they were, they played nothing. They beat one good team. They beat up a bunch on Little Sisters of the Poor, okay. The Patriots were 2-4. and four. Uh, But they were playing better during that period of time. Uh, So for quite a while, I've been telling everybody that Buffalo is overrated. That came to fruition. Um, The Patriots for real. Um, uh, Buffalo looked like they were really struggling. They won last week against a a, a torn-up New Orleans team. I'll I'll say this. Um, Tonight is a very difficult game to predict. And you people are all probably going to get this podcast after the game is over. We're doing this two hours before game time. Uh, the weather's supposed to be 31 degrees, windy, stormy, snow, some rain. Um, if this game was, if this, if it was 65 degrees, the Patriots win this game. Their defense is better, their offense is better, they're playing better. Uh, I think Jones is more composed than Allen. Allen's capable of making more mistakes, I think, than Jones. I think, um, I think the uh, the coordinator for the Patriots put Jones in a much better position not to make mistakes. Sometimes they give Allen too much of a, a, a loose rope to go out there. Um, that being said, everybody thinks they're heroes. If this game was 65 degrees, I'd the Patriots winning this game by 8 to 10 points. Tonight, it's snowing, raining. You know, everyone says, can Jones play in, the, uh, in, in, in bad weather? We don't know. He never played in bad weather in Alabama. He's never played in bad weather here. We have no idea whether Mac Jones can play in cold weather. There's no, this isn't like Tom Brady, after five or six years, he proved he could play in cold weather. We have no Anybody that says Mac Jones can't play in cold weather, there's no history with it. Anyone that says he can, there's no history. Allen has probably played in a few more games up there in cold weather, okay? But there isn't a lot of history, okay? Um, they're talking about running games. I don't know. Maybe some, you know, this team's got a better running team. This team's got a better running game. That's in good conditions. All these stats that people come up with, that's football playing, pay, played in good weather. If tonight is windy and stormy, anything's off the wall. So, and, you know, I could say Buffalo's going to win. I could say the Patriots. I'm going to end it here. I think in good, in good weather, the Patriots win this game by 8 to 10 points. So I'm being forced to pick something here. I think maybe because the weather is going to be kind of iffy I think the Patriots, because of Belichick and Williams, have a better chance. Of I think Mac Jones, okay, will concede and go a little bit more towards conservative. Uh, no, no. I think I think they're capable of changing the game plan before the game happened because of the weather conditions. I think Josh Allen is capable of playing more to his instincts, okay which may go negative because of the weather. So because of that, I'm going to give the Patriots the edge here, and I think they win that. Now, we're going to end the podcast here. Um, I had one. I was going to ask you something else, but what were you going to say? uh, Something came a little bit long ago. and You know, I love old-time basketball and stuff, and I know it's crazy. So you're going to go on for a while on this. Let me ask you this. A couple weeks ago, I asked you who was going to win the Super Bowl. You said Tampa Bay. Are you sticking with that? I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with Tampa Bay, not because it, I'm gonna stick with it. Okay, uh, I mean, over there, it's the Rams. I'm, st- I'm sticking with the Rams. The the Rams are strong. Arizona is strong. Tampa Bay strong. Uh, Arizona uh, and Green Bay, obviously there. Um, Kansas City's coming on. Uh, I just think that I'm Patriots. I'm, they have a shot. Who? Patriots. Oh, the Patriots have a legitimate shot. Wow. The Patriots. Uh, if you told me right now. Um, that i, I think know. i think if you ask me who the, the the best chance was in the afc i'm gonna go with kansas city right now their defense is playing very well something's wrong with their offense hills dropping passes kelsey's not getting open like he used to Mahomes, i'm not going to get into this but somebody brought up a very good point that um uh he's, he's throwing so he's throwing unnatural patches passes when he doesn't have to throw them he scrambles. He throws these things like this. When he's in trouble, he throws these unorthodox passes. Chris Collinsworth pointed out that a lot of times, when it calls for a natural pass, he's throwing it unorthodox, which means he overthrew five passes the other day. He'll He's dropping passes, but I think they're going to get a little bit better going on. And I'd love to see Kansas City, in, uh, uh, but right now, if you told me, I think it's uh, I think it's Kansas City and Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl, again, again. What? I think it's Kansas City and Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl again. That's ridiculous. Okay. I don't I think either gotta, of them are going to be in the Super Bowl. Okay. But i, I got to throw this in here, okay? Um, I love the fact that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar came out today and he said there's no way in the world that um, LeBron James will ever be an all-time great with the Lakers. He says uh, if you're a great player, you don't have to yell and scream and tell everybody. Magic Johnson never paraded around and said how great he was. Jerry West never paraded around and said how great he was. I never paraded around. Great plays when I played didn't have to tell you how great they were. You knew they were great. And I don't even know what this instance was, but I guess about a week ago or something, LeBron James threw up a three-point shot and over everybody, and he was jumping around like a clown what all did, what over the, the place. Did music? Uh, he was jumping around like a clown. He said, "You know what to do? You hit a great shot, walk off like a pro." I grew, up, I grew up when people Damn. played the game, okay? Now they're all like, you know, he said, LeBron James, you know, he's so, he said, he's a great player. He doesn't have to do this kind of stuff. So they're all concerned about the media. He said, they're all concerned about somebody saying something negative about him. Go out there, play the game like a pro, walk off, and your destiny will be your history, and everything is fine. I love Jabbar to come out there. He called out LeBron James okay for showboating showboating after you hit that three-point shot over i don't know who he hit it over i don't know if it won the game but he said he looked like a clown he looked like a clown he said when i played somebody had a game-winning shot we congratulate each other we didn't we didn't play to the crowd we didn't embarrass other players we went out there we knew we were good end of story so actually because you brought that up lebron um we missed this this was like a week and a half ago but i wanted to talk about it when he got suspended you thought he did it on purpose. Everyone thought he did it on purpose. I don't know. It seemed like he was getting boxed out. He got a little aggravated. Tried to give him a little, little forearm shiver. And I don't think he meant to annihilate but you, know, but you know what? I don't even think, you know, I don't care if he, if he got suspended, I didn't care if he didn't get suspended. Okay. Um, they play. this is girls basketball where they played years ago. Whatever, whatever, whatever he did or whatever the other guy did, neither one of them would have been called 25 years ago. Years ago, they played basketball like men. You went out there, you played, and it was almost like a foul was called today. A flagrant foul today was a regular foul back then okay they play like a bunch of girls guys are throwing their you ever see you ever see jerry west run up and down the court like jason tatum throwing his hands up he hit me he hit me he hit me james harden he hit me he hit me kyrie irving All they're all crying i'll tell you, you know what i mean at least i give durant credit he's not he doesn't run around like a girl complaining that fouled Back then, okay, you play the goddamn game. If he get fouled, you, you know what to do? You missed a foul. You went back down there. How many times did Jason Tatum get fouled, thinks he gets fouled, and he, he's looking at the referee. Meanwhile, this guy goes down there and scores a layup, okay? Not to pick on him, or whatever, okay? but uh, So Jabbar's right, okay? Go out there, play the goddamn game like a man. Play the game like a goddamn man. They're all playing it like pussies and babies today. Simple as that. Play it like men. These these guys these NBA players should all go back there and watch films of the sixties and seventies and some in the eighties. Okay, and see the game the way the game was played. Crying out loud, okay. Dennis Rodman said the same thing. He said, I'm not even gonna tell you what he called the players today. I can't say it on this podcast here. There's probably some young people listening. But look up and see what Dennis Rodman said about these wusses who are playing today. Sign out, here we go. Look it hey, up. Hey, go watch great game tonight. Let's go watch it. Let's go! You just got chucked